You're listening to Thrive, your agency resource, the only podcast of its kind for creative, media, and technology leaders who are ready to dive deeper into consciousness, leadership, and agency growth. I'm your host, Kelly Campbell. This year, Thrive is brought to you by E2M Solutions, a trusted white label partner to hundreds of digital agencies across the globe. Visit e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive today. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive. As owners, we can often feel like our agency is our baby. I know for me, it felt like when I sold my agency, it was like selling my 14-year-old daughter, as awful as that sounds. And sometimes we can't imagine that a key to actually growing our business is to separate ourselves from it. Now, I'm not talking about selling here, but we're talking about rest and time off as critical and how they can really be used strategically to prepare for growth. So preparing that sort of groundwater, that soil. Today, I'm joined by Alison Caffrey, founder and CEO of Operations Agency. She's also the author of The Sabbatical Method, How to Leverage, Rest, and Grow Your Business. So I'm super excited for this conversation. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Kelly, I am so honored. Thanks so much for having me. So we were talking a little bit earlier before we hit record about the sort of pain points that agencies can kind of self-identify as, you know, when... Like what, what is happening in the business? When is it time to take a break? What are those indicators or there those markers that they can say, Oh, that's me. Yeah. You know, it's really, really hard. I was approached by a prospective client at the end of 2021 and she told me that she had such fatigue. She could barely get up from her chair and her personal relationships were just absolutely deteriorating. And she said, Allison, I need to take a sabbatical from my business because I need to now, due to sitting at my desk, basically, I need to get my lymphatic system drained every several hours because I have lipidemia. It's advanced. And they said, if I don't do this and make this a priority for my health, I could die. And I remember hearing the absolute, I don't want to say it wasn't fear. It really wasn't. I think she knew that she could do it if she could separate from her business. I think she knew she could pull through and focus on her health. I think it was lack of options. She was just out of decisions. She had no idea how to create a better situation inside of her business. And it was she and her husband running the business. And she said, I don't know if he can handle all the things that are happening. She was coaching. She was speaking. She would work with big clients like GoDaddy and Airtable. She was doing professional coaching. And she says, he can't do some of those things I do, right? He's kind of behind the scenes of the business. And, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen if I go out several times a day. So that began a journey of really working together to figure out how can you actually, if you're a personality brand, if you are really tied into your client projects, how can you detangle yourself from the business and still allow it to thrive without you and really just soak in that break time. Or this this client that I was just kind of referencing, it was actually focusing on her health, her physical and mental well-being. You know, for others, it could look like going on a really great backpacking and hiking journey. You know, if you are in a position where either A, you're in the bucket of, I feel extremely fatigued, 
you struggle to detach yourself from work, you're constantly burning the midnight oil, you are lacking focus in your category of health, in your category of sleep, if you feel like your personal relationships are deteriorating. This may be several among a lengthy list of additional warning signs that it's time for a break. And I don't want to go all doom and gloom on everybody here, but some other things that could be happening is you could have an idea or something that you really want to launch out into the world, but you feel like you can't physically carve out the time to do that thing. Whether that's in the physical, you want to go train for an Ironman, you want to write a book, you want to launch a new YouTube series, you know, whatever that thing is, right? And you feel like the behind the scenes work inside of your business is just kind of suffocating Mm -hmm. that dream, right? So those are some of the things I really commonly see when folks tell me, you know, Ali, I could use a break. (laughs) It's funny. As you were talking, I was kind of smiling because I'm thinking, you know, as you're listing these things out, I don't know of an agency leader that wouldn't raise their hand and say, I fit into one, two, eight, or 12 of those categories. So really, this seems pretty universe. Is that what you're finding that it's really applicable to so many people? Yeah, no doubt. Honestly, Kelly, I think the big challenge is, is that we are told as owners that it's about the hustle. It's about the momentum. It's about the launch everything and do all the things. And I think even too, as you grow a business, and I've been behind the scenes of gigantic eight-figure businesses and tiny two-person, three-person shops. And the similarity is that we don't have all the resources to be able to place every single person in a specific job description or whatever, right? Everything kind of feels chaotic, no matter what stage of growth you're in, especially in those early years. And so I would tend to agree with you. I was actually speaking with an agency community a few weeks ago out in Atlanta, and a lot of them raised their hand and were like, I'm going through a lot of this stuff. And it's hard because you don't really have somebody looking at you saying, it's okay, Kelly, you can take a break. It's actually beneficial. And you can probably also tie some ROI to taking this break. And that's one of the biggest reasons I needed to unearth how we can actually rest from the business and tie a return on investment to that. Because I know that unless we can, nobody's going to do it, right? Everybody's going to say, I got to edge out my competition or I need to push farther or push faster. And we only increase the probability that we're going to hit that brick wall, that we're going to experience burnout. And it's a shame. So you're saying not only permission to rest, but also you have to as a growth strategy. So let's talk a little bit about the components of the sabbatical method. Yeah, totally. So the sabbatical method was written and specifically designed because I was delivering it as a workshop for a really long time before I wrote the book. And it's really designed to kind of be like 75 hard, but for resting. I know that sounds totally counterintuitive, but hear me out here. The most challenging thing, I think, when someone wants to implement a new habit, let's just say rest, for example, right? We need kind of a take-up period. If you've read James Clear's Atomic Habits, he talks about this quite a bit. If It's about 21 days, I think he says, to form a new habit. My opinion is, is if we can give a quarterly cadence, so a 90-day period on implementing more rest in the business and in the entrepreneur themselves, we can all kind of come out a little bit better and a little bit stronger on the other side. 
So the core components of the sabbatical method are to pick a timeline. So really commit to, okay, I'm going to do this with these boundaries. So really saying, okay, if my position is, uh, you know, I can't physically separate myself from the business, I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to close my computer at 6 p.m. For some of my more advanced entrepreneurs, the folks that are kind of moving through this a little bit easier, they may be in a position where they can take a week, two weeks, a month off from the business and really rest and absorb the benefits of being able to get out of the day-to-day to to see the rest of the path a little bit clearer. So we want to define a a specific timeline. We also want to focus on what operationally is going to need to be in place for this to happen. So I always ask my clients the question, well, what would need to be true for blank? And I love the sabbatical as kind of the forcing function for answering that question, right? So what would just happen if I did close my computer at six o'clock every single day, right? What would fall through the cracks? And then we get to ask ourselves, which is component number three, is the assessment of whether or not we should be doing this thing long-term and whether or not it's operationalized if we are going to be doing it, right? So considering if we can't really pinpoint the why, if we can't understand why are we still doing this? then it needs to totally be axed off of our plate. And I know that that sounds ruthless. And I know that a lot of us are going to have some hard time trimming back. But just like all your lovely plants behind the scenes, Kelly, we were talking about this too, before we hit record, like some of the most intense pruning gives way to some of the most incredible growth in plants. And the same is true for our business. It really is, right? We have to trim it back in order to make sure that the right amount of it sees the right amount of sunlight and then that piece can really grow and beautifully flourish. So timeline, making sure that we're identifying what's falling through the cracks and then really assessing, do we keep this? Because it serves my vision and it really helps bring better results to our clients or are we going to be in a position to operationalize this because we know we want to amplify it moving forward? So just the two components, that seems like pretty... Yeah, three. Three, three so. components. So yeah, timeline, making sure we operationalize things and then ask ourselves the question, do we keep it or do we need to operationalize it, right? right? So those are the three big things. And it does seem simple enough. Every single chapter in the book has a critical action. So there's so many exercises and so many frameworks that you can go through specifically because I know that a lot of agency owners are just in so many different places in their business right now. But those are the three big things that you want to walk away with because what can happen is if we build that muscle in the business over, say, a 90-day reset period, then we can actually leverage that as an ongoing component of how we run our business, right? right? So if we know that operationally we're really suffering because we haven't created these systems, we're always reinventing the wheel. Now we can take that moment to rebuild and actually tackle things a little bit simpler with a little bit less friction next time. Hey, let's take a quick break. Did you know that there's a better way to scale your agency? Whether it's web design, development, e-commerce, content, SEO, or even hosting, E2M is the reliable white label partner you wish you knew about years ago. Personally, I'm proud to partner with E2M because of our alignment in values and ethics. Head over to E2Msolutions.com forward slash thrive to learn more. Now, let's get back to the show. So what I love about what you were talking about is the spectrum that for every single agency leader, it's going to look a little different. It could be just shutting the computer at six or taking the month off. I just got back from a month in Spain. So I understand getting to that point feels amazing, but that's not necessarily where everybody's at, right? If you're earlier on in the business or you've just been kind of chugging along for a long time and not really looking at those things intentionally, 
you may be five, six, seven years into your business and only able to close the laptop at six o'clock. And that's okay. There's no shame around that. It's like, where do you start, right? You have to meet yourself where you're at. So I like the fact that there's a spectrum because I think back to what we were talking about earlier, a lot of people hear sabbatical and they're like, I can't take three months off in France, right? Like that's not possible for me. But just reframing that and thinking a little bit more out of the box as to like, what does that look like? Maybe it's just if you're a little bit further than the, the closing the laptop at six, but not as far along as the month off, maybe it's like Friday afternoons or full day Fridays just for that rest time and that space to breathe and that space to think and that space to rest. So I really love the spectrum. I think that's a, a really key component. And the other thing was when you wrote the book, you actually applied this methodology. So as a new author, first time author like you, I would love to hear more about how you applied this to write this book in 28 days. I took five years to write this book. So I am very, very curious about this. And I wish that I read the book before I started writing. Yeah, well, so-, so it goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, the dream, right? That kind of was laying dormant in my brain. I was sharing before we hit record that I went to an event and one of our partners and my coach actually now, he said, he was like, you know, you guys have some things that you've just been sitting on and do you owe it to yourself? You owe it to the people that you're going to serve to get it out and, and go do it, what you can to make that happen. Right. And it was literally just this little voice in the back of my head that was like, your book, your book, your book, your book. People need this. You know, your clients needed this before they came to you with advanced lipidemia and really were forced to go through this transformational experience. I was like, if I can help one more person, like the client that I served one-on-one through this process, like, it will be a win. It will be a huge win. And one of the biggest things that I really decided to commit to was this theory that I pose in the book and in my methodology called the 90-90 principle. So the 90-90 principle is a forcing function for you to block 90 minutes a day for 90 days to focus on whatever it is that you need to focus on during your sabbatical method period. So whether that is closing the computer, like what do I need to do to shore up my day so that I can close my computer at 6 p.m.? What do I need to do to shore up my day to make sure I can take Friday off this week? What do I need to do to make sure that my book gets launched in time? What do I need to do to make sure that this other thing I really want to work on or I get a workout today or I take a 90-minute nap, right? That could totally be for you. And it was inspired by the client that I spoke about. She had to drain her lymphatic system every few hours for about 90 minutes. And I remember thinking to myself, if she were able to fold that time in a way that was really impactful for her business or for her personal life, like spending 90 minutes with her daughter uninterrupted with no technology, just chatting, I was like, why don't you focus on doing that? She was like, that's an amazing idea. So this 90-90 principle, the way that it applied to me writing the book is I would wake up, I would do my morning routine, I would block 90 minutes, I would only write for 90 minutes because what was really exciting was when I was kind of in my flow, I would stop like blunt at 90 minutes and then I would wake up the next morning basically with no alarm, just jumping at the bit to write. I was like so excited to write. So I noticed that when you write for longer than 90 minutes, or if you do like a three hour writing session, you start to kind of like fold in on yourself a little bit. Right. And so I felt like it was a really efficient use of my time without really burning me out from the book writing process, because I've also known colleagues of mine and other authors who have reported that they're like, Oh, I'll do a full day writing session or I'll go up and get an Airbnb for a weekend. And then all of a sudden I 
but they come back or was this your situation Kelly like did you come back and you're like I'm so burnt out from writing I don't want to do it for two weeks now so sometimes it was being burnt out from writing and sometimes I just couldn't write you know it was just like there was a block or I got stuck down a research rabbit hole it just it wasn't productive is the point yeah and you know it's so hard right because there's other things that surround that like research for example right making sure that you have some things in place to make that 90 minutes really productive and I think that if we can at least focus on the 90 minutes like actually blocking that time because a lot of us will say and this is true with work this is true with big projects this is true with our physical health our mental health how many of us block 90 minutes a day to focus on our mental health and our personal development not one person not many yeah right and so like if that is a thing if you know that you've actually kind of if you're overdue right if you've ignored it for a while blocking in 90 minutes a day can be your hard reset and then if you're in a position where you say okay i don't need 90 minutes a day to focus on my mental health because for the last 90 days i did some incredible work on this specifically now we can say what is the 15 minute version of this that lives on into eternity right so that's where i talk about the hard reset and then the habitual building of having clear systems inside of your business and that cadence of rest right So that's kind of how I approach that because now what I do is I'll do about 30 minutes of writing a day because I just really like it. It ended up being something that I actually really enjoyed. And so I actually do it first thing in the morning. I'll write blogs, I'll write long form articles, you know, whatever that kind of comes into our world from a partner's perspective or on our own blog. And it's super fun. Like I would have never found that out about my cadence inside of my business had I not gone through that project. Yeah. And if you're already a person who like journals first thing in the morning or does something like that, you can easily apply that. My question, and I might steal that by the way, but my <laughs> question is not that I need ROI on rest, right? Like I feel like since I'm not an agency owner any longer, my work life and my work cadence and, and hours and things like that, I don't need the ROI on the rest. You don't have to sell me on it. But for agency leaders who are kind of in the weeds and they're like, you're asking me to take time off. I don't even have time to get lunch some days. What is the ROI argument or what is the ROI that you're sort of positing could be available from this methodology? Yeah, totally. First and foremost, it's infinite to give you the short answer. And I think once we understand how infinite it actually is, then I don't, I agree with you. Folks won't ask the question as much, Kelly, especially when they're in your position. But for my folks who are in the weeds who are like, if I take time off, that's time I'm not selling. That's time I'm not fulfilling on client projects. So then things get pushed back. And so we, it ends up costing more money or whatever that looks like. My encouragement is first and foremost, we can start small, like we were mentioning, right? This is a spectrum. So we can decide that this look like, looks like afternoons off. This looks like one full day off. So you have a four day work week or, you know, however that needs to look. And my encouragement is that when we start to tie return on investment, we start to consider that I think John Maxwell has this concept. It's called the leader lid. And basically he poses that, you know, your business will only grow to the level of personal and professional development of its leader. Yep. Right. And so if you are burning the candle at both ends and refuse to take the rest and are shouldering the weight of all of the things and are rapidly approaching burnout, what the heck do you think is going to happen to your business? Right. Your business is going to follow like a train that gets pulled by the front car into that metaphorical brick wall and it's going to implode like entirely. And I think we 
all are in fear of that and reminded of that all the time. We see our colleagues, right? We see people who are running businesses who are really voluntold to take time off, if we're being totally honest. And we see this as something that we for sure want to avoid, but I don't see a lot of us doing the hard work that it takes to do it. And I remember when I was doing research for the book itself, I came across this really cool story of an Everest summiter. His name was Ian Taylor. He summited in 2008. And he was interviewed for an Everest climbing enthusiast magazine. I totally don't read it. Don't remember what the name was, but he was interviewed by this guy. And he said, hey, what's the reason why folks who go out to summit Everest end up not summiting? And I ask this question all the time when I do this workshop and stuff. And a lot of folks are like, you know, they they get fatigued or they don't have enough food or they don't have enough training or their gear gives out or whatever. And the number one reason he gave was altitude acclimation. They literally don't rest for long enough periods of time at the base camps to give their body its fullest preparation to face the next phase of the ascent. Mm -hmm. And I believe so wholeheartedly that we as entrepreneurs do that to ourselves. We do not give ourselves the proper rest periods after big launches, after gigantic projects, After, I mean, geez, all of the work and the effort that it takes to just keep a business afloat and thriving and growing. I mean, it's a lot of work and we're literally just running straight at a brick wall or attempting to summit Everest without giving ourselves that break. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick our head up one day. We're going to look around at like snowy freezing abyss and be like, how the heck do I get down from this day mountain? Like, how do I do it? And also maybe how did I get here? right? Because Mm -hmm. you're so, sometimes you're climbing, 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 kind of the blinders are on. And sometimes you don't realize how you got to where you are. The planning that you're talking about after a big project, that's the reason why I went to Spain. My partner and I went for a month and I had planned it like eight months in advance. I knew that my manuscript delivery, it's a big lift, right? It's a big project. It's a big delivery that had to get to the publisher. And I had the foresight to think, Okay, so after these, I don't know, I guess it was about eight months from book contract signing to we knew that what the date was going to be for the delivery, we booked that month away that far in advance. And it was the best thing that I ever did because then I came back really refreshed, really excited. I had so many ideas while we were on vacation and it wasn't really vacation totally. It was travel. It was, I still had a couple of coaching calls. But by and large, my days were full of rest, mostly because of the time difference, right? I could only really work for a few Mm. hours while I was over there. And that forced sabbatical or that forced time frame of taking that time off was priceless, priceless. So I raise my hand as, you know, literally I've just come back a couple of weeks ago from doing exactly what you are proposing. And yeah, the ROI is incredible. I love it. And I love that you mentioned the ideas because I say this to folks too, when you really are able to detach from the business and like actually take a break, it's kind of when, like when you take a shower and all the ideas rush into your brain when you're showering, it's the lowered cortisol levels, right? That warm water hits your back and you're like, yeah, I forgot to answer that one client email. And then all of a sudden your to-do list starts going in, right? And then you start to get loaded and it's because 
your cortisol levels lower and you're able to see things a little bit more clearly. So that might look like downloading the task list. It might also look like if we can actually detach from the business, just receiving the ideas, right? So those are kind of like the incredible benefits that you can draw from an experience like this. I'm sure too, Kelly, it probably solidified some of the direction that you have for Q4, right? I mean, some of the ways that you guys are going to move forward in supporting this book. Yeah. And next year. And I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. with that amount of time off, I was really able to kind of future gaze and, and then come back and implement. So mm, I love yeah. that. Amazing. Allison, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really enjoyed the conversation. I got a ton out of it. And for anyone who wants to pick up a copy of the book, that'll be in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me. It's been great. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. I had a blast. And thank you for joining us. If you liked this episode, please rate the show or subscribe wherever you watch or listen. And a big thank you to the official sponsor of Thrive for this year, E2M Solutions, your white label agency partner. Learn more about their approach, services, and subscription plans at e2solutions.com forward slash thrive.